Hey everybody, do you guys enjoy what I do here on the podcast and do you enjoy listening and watching to what I do on YouTube as well? Maybe you're trying to think of a way to help support these projects and and the content that I release. Well, I'm going to give you one idea to think about and that is Patreon. I'm not sure if you realize it, but Midgard Musings is available to become a patron uh, to on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings and you can help support what I do here on the podcast and across my other social media platforms for just as little as a dollar a month if you so choose, right? So if everybody who's listening and watching what I do pledge just $1 a month, that would help tremendously. There are other tier levels of support that you can choose on Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings and see what fits you over there. As always, thank you so much for your support. Let's get back to the podcast. Unique, one-of-a-kind, silver, pagan, heathen, and occult designs only at Maccabay. There are various Mjolnirs listed on two different Etsy shops. I'll be providing those links for you here in just a moment. And they also do custom work. And like I said, they have various pagan, occult, and other heathen-inspired religious jewelry designs um, and Specific custom work uh, requests are welcome. You can follow Maccabay on Instagram, which is at Maccabay Designs. That's M-A-K-A-B-E-T Designs, or on Facebook at Maccabay. Now, to find them on Etsy, you'll go to etsy.com slash shop slash Maccabay Designs. That's M-A-K-A-B-E-T Designs. Uh, for all the socially acceptable designs. And then for more of the fun occult and adult type designs, you can go to etsy.com slash shop slash macabre hammer. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E hammer. Check them out today and let us know what you think. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast here on Midgarden Musings. Been a while. Been a little bit over, well, about a week or so since the last uh, episode aired. And I got to tell you, I am not feeling that uh, that last episode too much, mainly because if you didn't hear it or if it didn't reach your ears, it was only limited to reaching Spotify. All right, so we're going to see if this next, if this episode gets the normal reach. Um, The reason why it was only uh, distributed on Spotify is because I guess when you upload music that is on Spotify to or through Anchor.fm, which is how I 
record and distribute my podcasts, um, there's a limit to the audience that you're reaching. So I'm not really digging that. You know, I think it's cool that like you can add those sound bites, but it doesn't really do anything much more to my podcasts than it was doing before. If anything, it was hurting the uh, the reach of the audience. So um, if you guys didn't get it last time, you'll just need to go to Spotify and search my last episode. So anyways, welcome back to all of my other listeners everywhere and anywhere that you are listening. Hopefully this is reaching your ears. Uh, but this is Jesse over here at Midgard Musings. Um, been a busy week, you know, busy week planning for things leading up to the holiday season. But this is a random heathen ramblings episode five of season, we'll just say season one, you know, because <laughs> I've I've been doing episodes on, on this podcast platform now for a while, but, you know, took that pretty long, like year long break, wasn't even doing anything and then came back to this format. So random heathen ramblings, uh, season one, we'll say episode five. So uh, hopefully you guys have checked out everything from Midgard Musings wherever you can find me, which is going to be on YouTube, Midgard Musings. Go ahead and subscribe. Facebook, please follow me on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, follow me on Twitter. Give the page a like on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. I mix those two up sometimes. Uh, So you can like and follow the Facebook page, but definitely please follow me on Twitter. Instagram is out there if you just search for Midgard Musings, but it's not active and I don't really have anything to do with it. So you can certainly follow me there, but you're not going to see a whole lot. Maybe that will change, but definitely be sure to uh, subscribe, follow, and like the YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Also, uh, make sure that if you haven't yet, check out the Patreon page that I talked about at the uh, intro of this episode and uh, see if uh, something like that fits you. My water bottle just fell over and startled me. Um, <laughs> so check out Patreon and see if the Patreon page is, uh, you know, become a patron over there if you want to for as little as a dollar a month. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, uh, because it isn't, but, um, literally, uh, everybody who listens to these podcasts, if you just pledge a dollar a month, um, you're, you're helping, you know, the, the production and, and, and the growth of what I do, not only here, but also everywhere else on all my other social media. So um, if you want to support the channel monetarily, feel free to do so that way. You can also, in the title of all of my podcasts, whatever platform you're listening to, you will see a Linktree link. Okay, so go ahead and click on that Linktree link, and you will see all of the other ways that aren't mentioned here on the podcast. I've got a thing called Ko-Fi or Coffee, and it's a little buy me a digital coffee it's like a three dollar monetary donation you can donate through paypal if you want just as you know as a, as a you know monetary donation with nothing else you can buy merchandise at teespring you'll be hearing about that in just a little bit also got um you know um shoot what else do i've got what else do i have got i think that's it but yeah um, listening, it doesn't cost you anything. There's listener support. That's the other one. There's listener support here on uh, Anchor.fm. So if you go to Anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings, there's listener support that you can uh, monetarily support the podcast and uh, everything that I do on social media that way. Um, also, would love to hear from you. Okay, so Anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings. Send me a voice message, and I will feature you on the podcast. It doesn't have to be a long soundbite. You can just say, hey. 
Uh, let me know what's on your mind. Ask questions. We'll feature it here on the podcast and have a talk about it. You know, that's a lot of what I build these uh, podcasts and stuff around on these random heathen ramblings is about that. It's not just me trying to blabber on about nothing. Um, it's about, you know, various heathen related things. We're going to be doing the Havamal stanza reading uh, a little bit later on here in the podcast like we've been starting to do uh, recently. So that'll be something that gets... Uh, you know, included on every on every episode going forward, just a random stanza from the Havamal, the words of Odin. You know, some of that practical heathen type advice, things that uh, might might largely be considered heathen related. But you know, what else is going on in everyone's life? I hope you're doing well. Um, hope you're getting a chance to you know plan for and enjoy a relaxing time uh, off from work if you got the opportunity to you know have some time with friends and family around the holidays even if you're not observing the holidays i know this is a time of year that's pretty tough uh, for a lot of people if uh, for, for a lot of different things but you know historically speaking it's a rough time of year um you know just people get kind of down in the dumps as they say you know kind of feeling uh de- added depression and anxiety and then Mental health can really take its uh, take a beating uh, around this time of year, and um, even people who are not regular uh, regularly affected by it or, or suffer regularly from things like depression and um, things of that nature, they, they, they we feel it more this time of year, and that's always been the case. But this year has been like if you hadn't felt it before and you weren't going to be feeling it around the holidays this time of year boy oh boy are you feeling it now because hello this is the 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 end of the road as it as as we hope at least of 2020 <laughs> 2020 has been an entire and utter guvna storm and guvna is um is a is a is a slavic word for crap um which is a pg term or, you know, human refuse or uh, fecal matter. So it has been a crap storm. It has been a horrible, horrible year uh, in a lot of ways that, um, you know, with the whole COVID thing and then just society at large has become very, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's been a wild year it has. So we're getting into the holiday season where and when people who you know have certain things to to think about whether it be missing loved ones family members friends um loss of of life of you know close close people in our lives you know that sort of thing um we're all feeling the the sting a bit more and then uh like i said just the way 2020 has been overall so i hope everyone is doing okay hope you're all staying healthy and and happy and getting a chance to really spend time with your loved ones because you know man we have we needed it um for me you know uh, my wife and i uh are going to be you know looking forward to spending some time with her side of the family here locally we've gotten to visit her extent you know her dad's side of the family in north carolina earlier this year uh, back around the, the Thanksgiving, and a little bit before Thanksgiving, actually, is right around the, the, the time of my birthday back in November, and uh, 
you know so uh my family we visited in new york uh earlier this year back in july so not traveling out to, to visit people but we're definitely spending time with people and just enjoying the downtime my work my job tends to get a little bit quieter and slower towards the last couple of weeks of the of the year and i'm looking forward to that because it's been such a hectic and you know stressful last few months especially since basically september um but I'm glad to be busy. I'm glad to be occupied, and I'm glad to be doing things that are, you know, providing for my hearth and home. And hopefully, you guys are doing the same. So, stay healthy, stay happy, um, and 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 hold your loved ones close, right? That sort of thing. So, um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but um, I saw something on, like I usually do throughout the day. I'll be scrolling through the old Facebook and I saw this uh, really cool thing from well it's been on a, a multiple uh, slew of sites Facebook sites um, some friends of mine have shared this image this article whatever but I found it on Grimfrost on, on the Grimfrost uh, page and it is a recently unearthed stone that had initially vanished in around the 1700s and it was found in Ystad, Sweden I'm saying that right Y-S-T-A-D Ystad, Sweden and it was found during a sewer dig so they were you know pretty unlikely it wasn't like it was an archaeological dig you know what I mean people weren't trying to find this this thing but they did um and the interesting thing is that this stone is part of the uh so-called hunestad monument which is one of the most unusual monuments from the viking age this particular stone um dated back to or, or, or a collection of these stones dated back to the to like the 900s right so the latter end of the of the viking age um but the uh hunestad monument is a like I said, a collection uh, that consisted of eight stones, out of which two were rune stones, um, three picture stones, and then three non-carved stones. And they were believed to have been risen by two brothers named uh, Osbjorn and Toma, who were living in Hunstad in the um, outskirts of Eastad, so in that region of Sweden at the time. Now, a number of the stones vanished out of sight, out of mind, disappeared, entirely uh, in around the 1700s and I guess nobody really knows how or why um, but anyway this one that was found um, yesterday uh, December 16th uh, this one was apparently used during the uh, construction of a bridge is, is what it's deemed to have been uh, you know a part of so it's about three feet tall um, there's like a wolf creature thing carved into it um there's some speculation that maybe it was a representation of Fenrir given the you know location and the cultural mythology and everything that's around the area could have could have been um could have not it's it's <laughs> entirely speculation there's no way to prove it but it is definitely a wolf image um so again it's like you know about a meter in height 
or so. So pretty cool. Um, if you're on social media, head over to Grimfrost on their Facebook page um, for a post that uh, came up on their uh, social media on the uh, 17th today, uh, the 17th of December. So it's actually pretty cool. I always love reading about things like that, you know, when um, uh, uh, historical things are found by accident. You know, it's not like they were deciding, hey, guys, we think this thing is going to be found in this certain area. Let's go digging for it. Let's go looking for it. They, uh, This was literally a sewer dig um, with no intentions of, of finding anything that, you know, a thousand years old or, or, or nearly a thousand years old. So pretty cool stuff. Shoot, over a thousand years old, really, if you think about it. So pretty cool stuff. I always love seeing and, and reading and finding things like that. Um, and maybe you guys do too. So really neat article. Check it out. It's not really an article, but I'm sure you can find it online on other sites. Um, matter of fact, if I were to, nah, I'll take a look at it another time. I'm not going to go digging down this rabbit hole right now. Um, but you certainly can, you know, check it out. See what you think. Um, Pretty cool thing happened to me at work um, earlier in the week. I was, um, you know, so for a lot of a, a lot of you that maybe don't know, I my my job is um, I work in IT um, on 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 a service desk, and um, the organization that I work for has a monthly newsletter that that gets you know distributed out um, to everyone in our organization, and. Um, the cool thing about this month's newsletter being the month of December is that they included a little, you know, blurb, if you want to call it that, or a little section of holidays that are uh, celebrated in the month of December across multiple cultures, right? So. And it's a celebration of culture because our company is global and there are, you know, lots of, of different things going on, a lot of different cultural lens of things. So they included a, a graphic that includes about five different holidays celebrated around the world. They started with Boxing Day, which is usually celebrated um, on December 26th. Um, I believe it's a... Canadian holiday, if I recall correctly, um, but it's only celebrated in a few countries. And the neat thing about it is that, according to this, says the holiday originated in the United Kingdom during the Middle Ages, and it was a day when the alms box, collections box for the poor, often kept in churches, were opened, and their contents were distributed, which is a tradition that evidently that is still kept. That happens in some areas. So. Um, Contrary to what you may believe, Boxing Day is not about boxing fights. <laughs> um, that is the, 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 the intent or the, or the nature behind Boxing Day, and that's on December 26th. Of course, we also have Hanukkah, okay, which is an eight-day Jewish celebration, which commemorates the rededication of the second temple uh, of Solomon in Jerusalem, uh, which is... Um, the rededication of that second temple uh, followed the uh, Maccabean revolt. So those that took 
part in the rededication witnessed what they believe to be a miracle, and Hanukkah is celebrated by the um, those of the uh, Judaic faith. Um, the other one that they mentioned is Kwanzaa, which was created by Dr. Um, Maulana Karenga in 1966. So very, very new, new-ish holiday in comparison to some of these others, you know. Um, but it was created in 1966 after the Watts riots in Los Angeles. Okay, He founded uh, this cultural organization called U.S. and referred to or started, sorry, uh, to research African first fruit harvest celebration. So from there, he combined aspects of several different harvest celebrations to form the basis of Kwanzaa. You know, so it is of, of African dis, uh, origin. Uh, at least its formation is, is new, but it evidently has some uh, things about it that are uh, first harvest celebrations from the African culture. So there's that. And then, as of course, we all know in the Christian faith, there's Christmas. On December 25th. Um, and then the, the the other one that they included was Yule or Yuletide. And I thought this was really neat. They call it a festival historically observed by the Germanic peoples. Scholars have connected the original celebrations of Yule to the wild hunt, the god Odin, and the pang, pagan Anglo-Saxon uh, Modrani. So... There's some neat references to pagan uh, practices and pagan observations of, of holidays. Now, of course, many, many pagans across the world, um, most of whom uh, follow a Norse or Germanic heathen approach, will be celebrating their Yule uh, festivities in the coming weeks. Matter of fact, for a lot of pagans that like to observe a 12 night of 12 nights of Yule uh, format there uh, those 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 folks will be starting off their 12 nights uh, here in just a few days uh, when basically the start of the winter solstice uh, for other folks um, kind of like myself who maybe take on a slightly more historical approach or a, a very much more historical approach depending on the type of heathen that you are you may be a uh, a historical heathen who's strictly following a heathen path based on historically uh, sound information, you will be observing your Yule celebrations next month, and myself will be one of those. So our Yule celebrations here uh, for my tribe are going to be held at the end of January. Uh, but it is still cool, nonetheless, to have some recognition of this in a global, uh, globally distributed a newsletter that is seen by literally thousands. So I thought that that was really cool, and I wanted to mention it. You know, on the podcast, there's a lot of sight and a lot of over—I say oversight—but a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of information going out around um, non-traditional uh, celebrations or non-traditional religious views and and paganism as a, as a, as a whole. Maybe not necessarily just Germanic paganism. Uh, Norse heathenry. There's a lot of different folks that are that are seeking and, and and showing an interest in just pagan things in general, right? Pagan practices, pagan beliefs, uh, non-traditional. So it's really great to see that it's growing in that way, and that there's an interest enough for it to be included in 
company like I work for that is a global IT company and uh, sharing information about that sort of thing with uh, with the world. So I thought that was cool, you know, and I hope you guys enjoyed that little bit of uh, information. So one thing other uh, other than that that I thought was really nice was a colleague of mine who knows that I'm not just pagan, but knows that I like scotch. You guys have heard it plenty of times. As a matter of fact, one of the the last podcasts was a review, a live review, as it were. Even though it wasn't, you know, broadcasting live, but it was a real time review of a new single malt scotch that I was trying, and I was actually really, really pleased with. It was the Ardmore. So, for all you scotch drinkers out there that missed that last podcast, just go back into my catalog to see uh, it's titled scotch tasting of the Ardmore or something like that it mentions the Ardmore just check that out you'll hear all about it but I loved it and uh, anyway this colleague of mine his, uh, the guy who I work kind of uh, side by side with we, we co-lead um, the account that uh, the service desk account that we work for or work on he knows that um, I'm, I'm, I'm pagan and he also knows that I'm a big fan of scotches so he starts asking me different questions over time, you know, about mainly the Scotch thing. He's he's a he's a uh, devout Christian um, himself, but uh, cool thing about it is like we jive uh, for work related things, and even um, you know talk about things outside outside of the work environment. We we jive just perfectly, you know what I mean? Like the, so, for those that that may be listening and be like, you know, I don't I can't have any Christian friends because I'm pagan, blah blah blah, or I can't get along with Christians because they're yucky and then uh, they, they tried to kill us and all the, whatever just stop it you know just get that out of your head and and just be a decent human being and then other decent human beings will be decent to you so you know don't be a tool and uh, you won't be treated like one so anyway getting back to it a <laughs> um, little bit of a rant there but um, <clears throat> get a drink here because my mouth is parched Anyway, the Scotch thing. So Eric is his name. He was asking me all kinds about things about scotches, and it was funny because he was—I guess—he was trying to come across as as being a bit uh, somewhat educated or, or whatever about it. He's like, "Yeah, you like those double malts, don't you? Double barrel scotches or something like that." I forget what he said, but he said something to do with like double malt or double barrel. And I kind of chuckled and said, "No, sir." I said, "With scotches, it's either single malt or blended." And I said, um, while I have no thing, I, I, I have nothing against blended scotches. When it comes to fine scotches and, and, and good quality scotches and things that I would like to sit and enjoy, I go for single malts. Um, if it's a blended scotch, you know, that like that's just kind of like an everyday enjoyment thing for me, then I really don't care. But when it comes to good whiskey and good scotches, then I'm going single malt. I'm not going to pay ridiculous prices for a blended scotch what the heck is the point on that i've tasted really good blended scotches nothing necessarily against it it's just in my mind i'm like why pay all that money for that so that's just me though some people really like blended scotches and you can get some really good ones and they drop a pretty penny so i told him said no Eric, I'm, I'm it's a single malt and starts asking me well have you ever heard of this have you ever heard of that and let me tell you <laughs> He goes and he says, have you ever heard of Highland Park? And I was like, Eric, you know who you're talking to, right? (laughs) 
I said, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite uh, scotches, a single malt, is the 12-year Highland Park Viking on it. And he said, yeah, I see this. He's like, oh, that's a really good one. I said, yeah, it's like a staple for me. You know, I've if I don't ever know what to get and I'm ever just like, man, that's one of them. That's one of the ones that I that I go for. The price, the you know, like the the price range, is is perfect, uh, especially considering it's a twelve year, um, and it's one of my favorites. And he goes, well, I'm looking at this one. He said, uh, and it's an eighteen year. He said, uh, what do you think of that? And I said, oh man, I said <laughs> that's been out of my price. That's kind of out of my price range, you know. I knew what I know what they cost. I know what the eighteen year single malt Highland Park costs. And I said, uh kind of out of my been out of my price range i said it's I've, I've always had my eye on it one of these days i'm gonna gonna try it and he said well i'm gonna get it for you for he said i'm gonna get it for you for christmas and mail it to you and i'm like dude please don't that if it's you know we might we you me and you work together you know and i don't know what you make and you don't know what i make but i said but i'm i'm, I'm sure that you know with your family and everything I said, please don't worry about dropping that kind of he's like it's not a worry man he's like i want to do it so evidently I am going to be getting a 18-year bottle of scotch that is price ranges in the triple digits. I'll put it that way. Um, and even for a single malt, uh, you know, 18-year, you start getting anything above 15-year, you're, you're getting into some uh, liquid gold territory. So I promised him that I would cherish it. So can expect that whenever i do get it it'll be featured here on this podcast I'm, I'm i'm hoping to unbottle it very first time here for all you guys since i did that once before um i think it'll be like a fun or neat tradition but i'm super excited about it and a uh, big shout out to eric because even though he probably won't be listening to this podcast um that is way more than i would ever expect anyone to do uh for me so um, you know, huge shout out to Eric and, and a big thanks for that generosity and that kindness. So, 18 year bottle of Highland Park single malt scotch. I think it's called Valkyrie. Um, let me just look here because it's either Valkyrie or or something else. I can't remember what it is. It's Highland Park, 18-year-old scotch. Uh, okay, maybe it doesn't... All right, so Valkyrie is maybe something else. Um, adored for its smoky, honey, caramel, and oak flavor notes. Man, oh man, I'm just reading about it, and I'm salivating. So, 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 so excited. Um, the finish is long and smoky with a little bit of... Honey. Oh man, you know what? I can't do this to myself. I can't. I can't read about this and tell you all about it um, before <laughs> before I get it. Um, here's one for you guys. Here is a uh, uh, Highland Park Island 40 year old whiskey. 40 years. You know what? I don't even want to get this, and it's not because it costs 2,400 bucks. <laughs> um. The reason I wouldn't want to get this is because, I mean, good grief. Once you get past a certain age, like, 
you're probably just tasting barrel at that point. You know what I mean? Super attractive packaging, really awesome looking color whiskey, but I mean, 40 year, are you kidding me? I would buy this bottle if I ever got it, if I, if I ever were. Like, I would get this bottle just for the novelty of it and then keep it for the rest of my life and then tell my, and, and put it like in my will that when my kids or whatever get it, my grandkids, anybody who has willed my bottle of whiskey, be like, you're only going to open this, open this once a year. You're only going to have an ounce of it. And, you know, when you get down to like a few ounces, you're, you're, ne- you're never going to touch it again. Something like that. I don't know. So anyway, let's go ahead and take a break. Um, go ahead and, uh, you know, stretch your legs, grab you something to drink, come back here. And um, after the break, uh, do our, our Hovamol reading. It's going to be a random Hovamol selection analysis sort of a thing um so check out everything that you're about to hear um from me about various things that uh, you should be supporting as a heathen out there and uh, we will be back after a word from our non-sponsors so thank you guys and we'll talk soon Is your heathen or pagan altar or sacred space missing that special something? Well, I have got the solution to a problem like that. Go check out odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Okay, that's odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Matthew Petrie over here does amazing carvings, hand-carved wooden god poles, pocket altars. He also does rune sets. Um, Wonderful, wonderful work. I have a few of his pieces that accentuate my heathen altar. Um, And he also will do uh, custom commissions. He'll do rune sets around the full moon of every month. Really, really awesome quality. And it's a small business, guys. Small, heathen-run business. So what better way can you do for the community than by supporting local, small businesses? So again, go check out odinsbeardwoodworking.com. You can find him on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash o woodworking so go ahead and check them out don't forget to tell matt that jesse sent you thanks for listening let's get back to the podcast hey everybody did you know that midgard musings has apparel for both men and women and even children children and infants not gonna lie it's pretty cool uh, Midgard Musings Apparel is available on Teespring. Teespring offers aw- awesome quality uh, merchandise. I own one myself. I actually bought my own merchandise. You got T-shirts, you've got hoodies, um, you know, bathing suits, uh, and all other kinds of things too. Not just apparel. Um, cell phone cases, tote bags, masks. Right, because of this whole pandemic thing. So you go and search for Midgard Musings Teespring in your web browser, you will find a link to the Midgard Musings store. Pay attention now because the URL is a bit wacky. It is midgard-musings-store.myteespring.co. All right, but it's easier if you were to just go to Google and search for Midgard Musings Teespring Apparel. Um, Take a look and see what you got. Like I said, we've got sweatshirts t-shirts tank tops hoodies phone cases tote bags onesies for infants coffee mugs um all kinds of neat stuff so head on over to teespring 
Find your Midgard Musings apparel over there. It does help support the channel monetarily. So take a look and see if there's anything over there that you like. We've got all kinds of sizes and colors for men, women, children, and even infants. So the holidays are coming up and these make great gifts for your loved ones. So go ahead and check out Midgard Musings apparel on Teespring and let us know what you think. Thanks. All right, everybody. Hey, and welcome back to Random Heathen Ramblings here on Midgard Musings Podcast. Thanks so much for sticking with me with your boy, Jesse, over here. I um, hope you've checked out everything that we've included on the podcast. Uh, Odin's Beard, my Teespring store, Patreon, uh, the new one, Maccabay Designs, all that kind of fun stuff. Hope you guys are checking all that out. They are included on you know, these podcasts because I like to get the word out to people. Um, and what better way of getting the word out than putting the word in audible, listenable, formatable things. None of that makes sense, but that's okay. I think you get the point. You're listening to it, it's audible. Uh, not as in, like, audible the book thing, but like you listen to it. It's out there pick up on it um so hopefully you're checking all that out and finding things that fit and suit you accordingly <sighs> stay hydrated everybody matter of fact i'm going to take another swig of water because hydration is key can you imagine being so thirsty that the first thing you reach for is soda or tea or something like that that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, so while we were on break, I actually did a little bit of research. We were talking earlier. We're going to get into this Havamal discussion thing. Got a great stanza uh, picked out for uh, analysis here in just a bit. But um, talking earlier on the podcast about this this Highland Park whiskey and uh i ended up doing a little bit of research and um come to find out that the 18 year is exactly what i thought it's well not exactly what i thought i thought it was valkyrie and so i was wrong about that but what it is is it's called 18 year old uh viking pride so that's the name of the thing it's called viking pride and if you go to highlandparkwhiskey.com uh, or just google highland park whiskey go to highlandparkwhiskey.com you will see a large variety of scotches that range in age from 10 year all the way up to a limited edition only 274 bottles which is about uh i think it's about a a barrel and a half or so 274 274 bottles of a 50 year old whiskey and i don't even want to know like they don't have their prices listed but i don't even want to know what their 50 year old single malt whiskey costs i can I, I can guarantee that uh i was talking to you earlier about this uh 40 year old whiskey the, the 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 notes everything that it's talking about um the, the, the layers the the flavors the aromas and things like that it sounds delightful and then i found this 50 year old and i'm like 
good grief. You know, now we know that the 40 year old bottle, uh, the 40 year old single malt is, is running about 2,400 bucks. I don't even want to know or think about what the 50 year old, probably five grand. Um, and that's even if you can buy it because it's, it's limited to only 274 bottles. So uh, if it's available, I, I would almost be willing to guarantee that it's sitting, collecting dust. One of these bad boys, at least, is, is is sitting and collecting dust in the basement or the cellar or the closet um, of some rich old billionaire that has nothing better than, you know, better to do with the, with their money than to buy a 50-year-old single malt whiskey that they'll never drink or, or only open like once in their own, their whole pathetic life. So if you want to feel uh, pretty uh, crazy about the, uh, the complexities of, of whiskeys, right, Highland Park whiskey.com check it out they got some really cool stuff i mean they got you know 14 years 16 years 18 years the magnus which i've had before that's actually pretty decent uh decently priced and and decently uh, flavored single malt so check them out um so anyway that's that now let us get into the Hovamal discussion and today's random Hovamal selection that I wanted to talk a little bit about is stanza 120. Now, as I have in the past, I'm going to be reading from a number of different translations that I've compiled or collected. Um, usually, it's going to include like the Bellows translation, the Hollander translation, Thorpe, Auden, and Taylor. Bray, I mean, different ones. And then I always like to also pick up the Wanderer's Havamal, which is um, translated and edited by Dr. Jackson Crawford. If anybody's not familiar with who he is, you can watch his videos on YouTube. Pretty awesome stuff. He is not a, a heathen, but he is a uh, Old Norse specialist. So he's purely academic, um, but full of knowledge and information. So anyway... The Havamal discussion for today is stanza 120, and I will first read to you the stanza as it is translated for us in the uh, Hollander translation of the Havamal. So it says this, Hear thou, load Fafnir, and heed it well. Learn it, twill lend thee strength. Follow it, twill further thee. A good man seek thou to gain as thy friend, and learn to make thyself loved. Uh, so it's also cool to um, you know read some other translations and, and kind of get a back backstory. The first half of the stanza, you know, like the first like five six lines or whatever, is always going to be, you know, you know, give I'm giving you advice, load Fafnir, listen to my counsel, blah blah blah. Um, but the second you know the the last four or five lines of the stanza uh, from the Bellows translation says says a good man find to hold in friendship and give heed to his healing charms. Uh, Thorpe translation says a good man attract to thee in pleasant converse and salutary speech learn while thou livest. Um, and then the Auden Taylor says, with a good man, it is good to talk. Make him your fast friend. But waste no words on a witless oaf, nor sit with a 
senseless ape. There's that ape word again, which I always, again, just think as uh, kind of interesting that the translation uh, picks up the, uh, the word ape there. Uh, but anyway, um, I think these stanzas are, are interesting. Actually, before we go into the discussion, I, I will read from the, the doxer, the doxer, <laughs> the Dr. Jackson Crawford translation. Um, counsel you, load Fafnir, blah, blah, blah. Get a good man to join you in joyful talk and learn a healing spell while you live. Okay, and that's the Jackson Crawford version. So I think it's, um, I think what we're hearing here in these stanzas, various things, is that, you know, it's not about the quantity of friends that we get as opposed to quality of friends or those that are close to us. And this is this is especially true nowadays, right? You know, because look, um, and I'm no and I'm no different, right? I'm I'm sitting here speaking to an audience who I am not sitting in front of, but yet, you know, my words are being heard across countries all over the world. My face is seen in videos on YouTube, my uh you know my ideas, my things, my, my content is being shared across social media, right? Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, you know, all these sorts of things. And it's especially true today that people seem to be more concerned with how many quote unquote friends, right? How many followers do I have? How many you know, subscribers do I have? Um, you know, I encourage everybody to follow, subscribe, and like the page or whatever. It's, it's to build audience is to build growth i don't really care at the end of the day what my listenership uh numbers are to the extent that i don't i don't have a misconception of what they mean right yes the audience is growing the audience is building, but that means more people are hearing things and more people are hopefully sharing and knowledge and learning things together right it's not about like oh man i've got you know six thousand subscribers they're all my friends and i got you know, 10,000 likes on my Facebook and 1,400 followers on Twitter. And I'm, you know, I'm in, you know, 18 countries all over the world. And I got, you know, 11,000 hours of listening time. Whatever. All those numbers are neat. doesn't really matter to me in terms of quality. You know what I mean? It's not a race in life. It's not a race for us to see how many humans that we can collect. You know what I mean? It's, it shouldn't be about that. What it is, rather, is surrounding ourselves with those people who truly care. You know, at the end of the day, whether you agree with what I say on the, the podcast or my YouTube channel or on Facebook or whatever, at the end of the day, um, I am not, you know, some people who I know that I've, that I've become close to, I am, I am your friend, but we're not friends. You know what I mean? Like, we don't share that closeness, that togetherness. So what you should be worrying about and what I, you know, what I should be worrying about most and what I try to really focus and care about is being good to those that are close to me, sharing quality time with my nearest and dearest, you know, learning from them, cherishing them while I can. Because good friends are hard to find, you know, good people, quality of humanity is not what it once was and hasn't been as good uh, as it once was for a long time you know so you want to 
and, and I have to remind myself of this uh, because I can tend to be a bit reclusive. You know, I can speak into a camera or I can talk into a microphone on a podcast. I can do all these things and, and not have, you know, anybody right there with me. And then when it comes down to actually spending quality time, whether it be, you know, with friends or my family, my wife, whatever, it's, I like shut down almost and I get to be like, well, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'm just going to sit right here. I don't, you know, need anything else to do anything. It, 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 it's a tough thing sometimes. And, you know, especially like we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast with as crazy and as wacky as 2020 has been, you know, the things that, you, uh, you know, an average person maybe hasn't felt in their life before they're feeling now. So those, you know, those feelings of, you know, being reclusive and, not spending quality time that's it's easy to be sucked into that uh you know that 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 lifestyle so and then be and then be misled or you know misguided in thinking that because my facebook posts get gets x amount of likes or i get x amount of retweets or i get so many different comments or uh, subscriber or video likes or whatever my, you know, podcast numbers climb or all these kinds of things. Those can give us a false sense of what's what's really going on in our lives, you know. Quantity doesn't equate to quality, especially in this sort of thing. You know, it's not like I said, not a race of seeing how many people we can collect in our lives, how many humans we can collect. It it is the matter of surrounding ourselves with those that really care and that will be there for you, right? Those who are bound to you through frith and those who are um, obligated to to you and you to them through that 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 mutual social construct um, of of being together, saying things, doing things, living things together, right? So I think this stanza particularly is advice to focus on the quality, focus on spending time with those that know that we love and that love us in return we want to share things with them we want to share stories we want to share gifts you know gifts exchange for gifts we want to spend time you know sharing wisdom cherish our time uh with each other so you know as everyone's listening and as everyone is going on to do their various things uh whether it be you know your own social media i'm sure there's other people out here other content creators that that this podcast gets into the ears and my videos get in front of the eyes of other people, you know, as you, as you go and as you do these uh, fun things, these engaging things, things that really, you know, help pass the time and, and are constructive things to do, no doubt, you know, um, it's, let's, let's all be reminded of not allowing it to consume us to the point of forgetting the real world and, and what's going on in, you know, real life. So, that is where I think this stanza fits for us in the modern times. So, obviously, back in uh, you know, back in the uh, the seven hundreds or or whatever, when you know the, the Havamal was was authored and the Poetic Edda was was uh, released and all that kind of stuff. Back then, you know, they didn't have <laughs> social media, um, but there were societal structures and, and, and things that existed at the time that could um, 
you know, put up a perception of eliteness, and it, you know, you could have be, you could have a court at your beck and call. You could have an army at your at your whim. You could have, you know, a village ready to to do whatever they want for you. And none of them, none of those numbers really matter. It's it's a false sense of of uh, friendship, and it's a false sense of kinship. It's a false sense of what is real. So, as much as it applied to the time when these words were authored it rings true even today and perhaps even more so because of the, the various modern amenities that we are all guilty of indulging in sometimes to the point of excess so everything in moderation right um so that being said um we're gonna rop rop we're gonna rop 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 this podcast up we're gonna wrap this podcast up um <laughs> and see about uh you know doing another one here in a few days maybe i'm not sure it is a thursday night and i got the weekend coming up so there may be another podcast coming out i do have another video that i was meaning to shoot over this past weekend which of course i didn't and uh, i need to crack on that and get that shot so that may be something that gets put out this weekend definitely be sure like i said to to um you know subscribe to the channel on youtube so you don't miss those things uh ding the bell notifications over there so that way you are notified when those videos go up and share these around too you know share these podcasts around hopefully they are fun and um worth everyone's time uh and give me some feedback right i always love to hear from you folks so if you want to send me that voice message just go to anchor.fm click on uh send a voice message or send a message i think it says if you go to anchor.fm slash midgard midgard musings you will uh get the option to you Send me that message. Would love to hear from you and would love to feature you on the podcast. So consider doing that. And until next time, I hope you all stay safe, stay healthy, hail, and may your hearth fires continue to burn bright.